0: Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So today we're starting at the beginning of 1 Samuel, chapter 1. Uh, It seems like the beginning of the book is a good place to start. From the look of some of these names buckle up, it's going to be a rough ride. We'll see if we can get through it. There's a gentleman by the name of Elkanah, Elkanah, I don't know, we'll go with Elkanah. And he's living in the hill country of Ephraim, Ephraim, we're going to go with Ephraim. We'll go with a Fram. Anyway, so he has two wives, and that's not necessarily a good start, but it is what it is. We'll run with it. Uh, one wife is named Hannah, and the other one is Panina? Panina? Panini? Uh, I don't know. We're going to go with Panina, maybe, unless I forget what name I picked. So Panina's got some kids, and Hannah doesn't have any. And at that point, not having kids as a married woman was a disgraceful thing. It was embarrassing. If you were a married woman, the expectation was you would have kids. So every year, Elkanah would go to Shiloh and take the whole family along, and they'd make sacrifices there and at the tabernacle. And, you know, he'd, he'd take his wives and he'd give them something to sacrifice. He'd actually give Hannah, like, a double portion, because this, this always go poorly. Um... Panini and Hannah Panina and Hannah don't get along real well they don't like each other too much it seems and so Panina would like taunt Hannah about the fact that she doesn't have any kids and, and Hannah gets sad and cries won't eat and, and Hannah goes why are you crying why aren't you eating you know just because you don't have any kids you have me aren't I better than like 10 sons to you which you know doesn't really make her feel a whole lot better but uh, at one point after the, the sacrificial meal, she gets up, and goes to pray, and Eli, the priest, he's sitting there near the entrance to the tabernacle where he usually does, and he sees Hannah praying. Well, Hannah's you know, really upset, and, and she's crying out to God, and so her lips are moving, but she's not making any noise. And she prays to God and promises that if God will give her a baby, give her a son. Specifically, she's gonna give that son back to God, and 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 the baby's gonna be God's for the kid's entire life, and and just dedicated to Him. And as a sign of that, nobody, his hair is never gonna be cut. So Eli sees her praying, and uh, he sees her lips moving. He doesn't realize she's praying. He just sees the lips moving. She's not really making any noise. His assumption is that she's drunk. Um, she's not. She Didn't have any wine or anything like that. But he assumes she's drunk, and so he he yells out to her and he's like, "You had to come here drunk. Get rid of your wine." She's so like, "No, no. I haven't been drinking. I'm just really upset and discouraged. I was pouring my heart out to the Lord." And Eli says, "Well, go in peace. May God grant your petition, whatever it is you ask of Him." So she goes her own way, goes back to, you know, Elkanah or Elkanah, whatever his name was, her husband. Presumably she knew how to pronounce his name, at least. Goes back and eats and, you know, wasn't so sad anymore. Next morning, they get up early in the morning, worship God, and then they go home. Shortly after, Hannah gets pregnant, has a baby boy, names him Samuel. Elkanah gets up with his household when the time comes again. Because, you know, baby takes about nine months, so it wouldn't be too much after that. It's it's time for the yearly sacrifice. Gets family together and gets ready to go up to pay the sacrifices and all that. Hannah doesn't go along. Instead, she says, hey, I'm, I'm going to hang out here. I'm going to wait till the baby's weaned. And then I'm going to bring him up. And then we're going to leave him there. Well, Hannah's like, okay, if that's, just, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Stay here. Whatever. So Hannah stays behind, nurses her son until she weans him. You know, and, and he's eating solid food and all that good stuff. After that, she takes Samuel and a three-year-old bull and some flour and some wine. And she takes all that to the temple, to the house of the Lord over in Shiloh. Same place they were before. Child's really young for this kind of thing, but but they go. They slaughter the bull, and they take the boy to Eli the priest. She goes, you know, hey, I'm the chick that you uh, that you saw... It was praying that you thought was drunk, and explaining who she was and all that. So I'm here, I was praying for a son, God gave me a son, gave me this boy right here, so here I am, bringing him back, he's dedicated to the Lord for as long as he lives. So they worship the Lord, Hannah prays, and then she heads home with her husband and all that, everybody goes home except Samuel stays behind, and Samuel becomes a minister of sorts there at the temple. Now, Eli thought she was drunk, originally, possibly because of what he was used to seeing. You see, Eli's sons were priests that served at that temple as well. And the Bible doesn't really spare too many words explaining what sort of people they were. Uh, One translation says, the sons of Eli were worthless men. Another says they were scoundrels with no respect for the Lord or for their duties even. While the sacrifices were being offered, there was a certain point at which the priest would get a portion. They were to wait for that. Well, they didn't wait. They'd just go ahead and take what they wanted when they wanted it. They weren't following the law or the rules or anything else. They just kind of did whatever they wanted. Pretty worthless people. Kind of not a surprise that he wouldn't think real highly of somebody else. In this case, Hannah. Hannah. Now, while all this is happening, while his sons are useless, Hannah shows up, drops off Samuel. Samuel's going to start ministering there. And every year, Hannah would show up, bring a robe along for Samuel, and, you know, come up for the sacrifice. He'd give him a robe and, and say hi and visit, probably. And, and Eli would bless Elkanah and Hannah. And Hannah actually did end up having three more sons and two daughters. As well, so it's not like this was her only kid. God not only gave her Samuel but gave her more anyway, so Eli's old uh his sons are useless, worthless, whatever. Samuel's hanging out there, and you know his mom has more kids now, and you know he sees her once a year, but he's helping out at the temple. he's been dedicated to the Lord, and Eli has told his sons, you know, quit misbehaving, quit being bad. If you sin against someone else, God can mediate for you. You're sinning against God, what are you going to do? There's nobody who can mediate for you. Nobody can stand in the middle and be like, Yo, God, it's alright, it's not that bad. Or, here, let me make it better. Anyway, so someone comes to Eli, sent by God, says to Eli, "You You know, I've done all this stuff for you and for your family, but the way your kids are acting in response to me we can't let this continue to happen and and I'm not going to just look the other way and ignore it in fact the time's coming God's going to put an end to Eli's family serving God his family they're all going to die before their time none of them are going to to be old I mean Eli's already old his kids aren't going to grow to old age and as a sign of that These two particularly worthless ones that are serving, they're going to die on the same day. But God's going to raise up a faithful priest who's going to serve God and do what he's supposed to do. This whole time... Samuel's just kind of quietly serving the Lord and assisting Eli. Visions weren't real common at this point. Messages from the Lord aren't coming very often. You know, this one to Eli about his worthless sons, that's probably about the only one you could expect for quite a while at that point. So This whole time, Samuel's ministering to the Lord and he's helping Eli. Eli's vision's not real great. He couldn't see real well. Eli goes to bed. It's not real well lit. Samuel lays down and Samuel hears someone hollering for him. Samuel goes, Here I am! and he goes running to Eli. You called me, here I am! And Eli's like, I didn't call you, go, go lay down. So Samuel goes lays down again, and Lord calls him again. Samuel hears, Samuel! Logical assumption. Eli yelled for him. So Samuel jumps up, goes to Eli, and says, Hey, you called me, here I am! And Eli scratches and says, I didn't call you, go lay down. Let me go to sleep, you know, I'm tired somebody wakes me up like that I, go to sleep, quit bugging me I didn't call you so Eli goes back to sleep, Samuel goes lays back down, and a third time the Lord calls Samuel Samuel jumps up, goes to Eli Eli, dude, look, here I am you called me, Eli figures it out realizes that it's God calling Samuel, not Eli because Eli knows I didn't call him okay, it's God calling so Eli says to Samuel, look, go lay back down. And if you hear that same person call you again, to be like, speak, God, because I'm listening. So Samuel went, lay down. And the Lord came to Samuel just the same way as before and said, Samuel. So Samuel says, hey, speak. I'm listening. And the Lord tells him, I'm going to do something in Israel that everyone's going to hear about. I'm going to follow through on all my threats to Eli. Well, Samuel's not quite sure how to take this. Yes. He just sort of stays there in bed until next morning, wakes up, usual time, goes, does his usual thing with opening the tabernacle doors, and he's afraid to tell Eli what happened and what God told him, which makes sense. God told him, hey, I'm going to carry out my threats against Eli. I don't want to be the one to tell Eli, hey, God's going to carry out his threats against you and your family. I don't want to be the one to tell him that. He might get cranky. He might be mad. I wouldn't want to hear it. But Eli calls him over and says, hey, Tell me everything. Tell me all that God told you. Okay, Samuel tells him. And Eli doesn't get mad or upset. He's like, all right, well, if that's God's will, let him do it. So Samuel keeps growing up and gets this reputation that what he's saying is reliable and that God speaks to him and sends messages to him through him and and people in Israel are, are taking notice. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week. And I'll see you next time.